just know that it's going to be a little echoey because I don't have any furniture in my room, so it's down, so mistakes might be made. <clears throat> well, just this tell is, everybody that you're recording from your bathroom. This is episode 21, right? <laughs> yes, this is episode 21. And remember, guys, 21? Jose, Jose is not here, so we got to flame him up too, bro. All right. 21. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Dude Be A Show. On today's episode, I'm coming to you live from my restroom. That might explain why there's an echo. <laughs> just kidding, my room is completely empty, and I just got to Texas yesterday. Um, and to get this right out the like right out, get it out of the way right away, Jose will not be joining us because do you guys remember when he ordered that ghetto Spider-Man to the party the other day? Turns out he is having babies with him. Mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> um. But anyways, how the fuck you guys been? What's up, Juan? What's up, Brandon? Brandon's back, actually. He's recovered yes. fully from his ass surgery. So let's see <laughs> what he's been up to. <laughs> all, other, all of those are lies. I don't I don't consent to none of those speaking for me. So, But I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, trying to stabilize myself over here in, te- in El Paso, Texas. Um, and I actually just got my retirement ID card yesterday, so it's pretty happy about that. Oh, Seven, nice. almost eight years, long years. <laughs> Let's go, bro. That's that's exciting. I'm glad to hear it. Dang, man. But how was your drive? How was your drive to Texas, Brandon? Oh. That shit, that shit was long as hell. I actually got stopped by the cops like a state before getting to El Paso. Bullshit. New Mexico, I got stopped. Why? Yeah, I was hauling ass, though. <laughs> I was hauling ass. <laughs> I was driving like around 100, 100 miles per hour. But like, I was just chilling. I was cruising. But I, at the same time, I was fed up with the drive. So I just wanted to get home. Um, but the guy, I kind of did like this um, slipperoo. Kind of like did a little thing. Where I, I accidentally pulled out my military ID card, and I was like, "Oh, my bad, sir. Let me give you my actual ID." God damn! <laughs> oh, and the you guy, did that military flex so, on him, bro. That military flex. <laughs> but I mean, it worked. It worked. He gave me a um a verbal warning. Uh, that's actually the second time I got stopped, and that's actually the second time I I actually did that, and it worked. So. So what you're saying? But is... I mean, that was. If you want to get away from the police, you be go to the military and you waste four years of your life. So then that way you can flash that card whenever you want to get a ticket. Badass. <laughs> kinda, kinda doesn't work for everybody, but um, <laughs> I guess he he allowed it for the for the time being because of the the fact that I told him that I w- I got out the military. The fact that I told him that I was driving home and that my parents in quotation mark didn't know I was coming home. So. Uh, he was just like, okay, well, just be safe. I'm just going to give you a verbal warning. I'm like, okay, sir, thank you. Burst, peeled out. God damn it. <laughs> That's tight. Back bro. to 100. <clears throat> Did I just pull you over, you fucking baiter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad to hear you had a, a good drive. Um, like you, my drive was equally long, and it was... It wasn't terrible, but it was just long as fuck. I had to drive a 26-foot Penske truck from California to Texas, and it was a drive, to say the least. Dang. I've done the same thing. Oh, you know what? Matt was... I called yeah. Matt when I got into Phoenix. Or no, when I got to Arizona. I passed the state line. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
hey motherfucker i'm over here in arizona where you at let me come through <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like bullshit where you at i was like oh, i'm yeah. just fucking around i just got in arizona he's but apparently he told me a story that you guys helped his dad move into phoenix yeah. when he w- originally went out there mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's cool bro i didn't know that one and i think he said it was like juan the helicopter me and brian. like brian yeah he was like yeah we they all helped me and this and that and and then we just got all fucked up and drunk after. <laughs> I was we were paid like, in beer. We God were damn it! Beer. I was like, "That's cool, bro." So it was, it was, it was a, it was a, an experience. But I want to do it again. If I ever did, no, I wouldn't want to do it again. Sorry, I didn't answer that yeah. correctly. <laughs> no, I would not want to do that again. But if I ever got the chance to drive cross country, it would probably be at like my pace, which would maybe be like an eight-hour day, and then the rest of the time would be chilling or whatever figuring some shit out because man it took us three days that first day uh we we left the house around 6 30 and then uh my stepdad he ran over a shovel popped his tire just outside of beaumont so then we had to wait two hours for the penske people to come and fix that and then by the time that we ended our first day of driving we ended up in new mexico but it was like two in the morning. We found some shady ass like fucking hotel. <laughs> uh, the room I stayed in, like it looked like there was an altercation in there. The bolt, like the the deadbolt, was all fucked up. The door itself was fucked oh. up. Like there was a bunch was, of blood on the floors. It might as well have been, bro. It was a ghetto in there. <sighs> so it was it was an experience. But I'm, I'm just well, the I'm, room wasn't haunted. If it was, bro, I was too tired <laughs> to care. <laughs> fuck off ghosts i'm going yeah, to sleep yeah bro i was like i was over it bro and by the t- two in the morning driving all fucking day i was done dude i just wanted to sleep so it wasn't too bad and then um the following day we only did maybe like seven or eight hours and then we called it um in texas at fort stockton we i stayed at we stayed at la quinta that was nice dude that was a, i got it so every every time I've stayed somewhere, I got I've gotten my room upgraded for free. At that shady hotel, I got my room upgraded to a suite for free because they didn't have any more regular rooms. And then in La Quinta, okay. same thing happened where they didn't have any more rooms, and I got my room upgraded to suite for free. So I was like, badass. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been cool. And then uh, yesterday we showed up, and I don't really have too much in my room right now, but you know, once we get it going. It'll be good. The only thing is, dude, it's so fucking humid out here, bro. Like, oh my god, big, yeah, that, stupid that humid. was my question. Like, how are you guys adjusting to that heat out there? The heat's not bad, bro. It's the humidity. Like, it opens up my pores, and I just start dripping water, bro. Like, my shirt's soaked, bro. If I do anything out there for longer than ten, like ten, fifteen minutes, that's it. Honestly, like, you got to take a shower after because that's how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Um. What city did Matt live, or where does he live again? What's the city? Because I, when I think I passed by there, I actually went through and put gas there. I think, uh, if and I remember right, it was Buckeye? Laughlin? I think yeah, I did. I think Rigo lives in Buckeye. Uh, oh, shit. Or Brian lived know. in Buckeye? I don't know. I, I know that Matt lives by the lake. The river? That's what mm-hmm. I, that's the only thing. And, I, and I, he said something about Laughlin the last time, so I'm assuming he's like it's like twenty. He's He's like 20 minutes away from there, if I remember right. 
Yeah, so I did pass by there, and <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Is this where he lives? Little, little ass town? God damn it. But, but I mean, hey, it's fine. It's fine. That's not bad, it's right? it up. So what do you, yeah. so like, what do you think, though? How do you like being, um, how do you like being in Texas, in Texas? now? Yeah. Uh, it feels a lot more comfortable. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I know it's a temporary, temporary spot, mm. but at the same time, it's, it's not bad. I mean, if I want to go do something, it's, it's a drive away. Kind of like Washington over there. You had to freaking drive, um, an hour, almost two to three hours far to get somewhere. And it's kind of like the same here. If I want to go camping and stuff like that. I just have to drive up roughly three hours up to Las Cruces. Um, if I want to go do some off-roading stuff, which I won't do now because I don't have my truck, uh, because I traded in for a better car. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, what's called, but yeah, it's, it's not bad. Like the people are obviously way better. Um, I'm not saying that Washington people are bad, but it's just like, I guess I want to say it's the sun. Honestly, I want to say it's the sun because the people here are more cheery. Like they go out a little bit more, even though there's a pandemic. But mm-hmm. like uh, over there, they're very like indoorsy, very reserved. I, I thought mean, the they have good attitudes, over. huh? I thought the pandemic was over. In Texas, I, in Vegas is. is. In Texas is, bro. In <laughs> Texas too. It never existed in Texas. Nope, I don't know. Um, I just went to the store this morning, so I can I can attest to that. But I'll I'll let Brandon tell the story, and then I'll tell you mine about going to the, uh, the local grocery store. Yeah, like well, mine mine's not that long, but like Vegas, Vegas was very sur- like um, surprising, and it was hard to get used to. You know what I mean? I would go. I, I would still use my mask for everything, even though I was va- I'm vaccinated. But here, it's basically the same. But now I'm trying to get used to like use it less and less at the same time. Not not too much, but um, it's just you see signs everywhere saying like if you're vaccinated. Uh, you you don't have to wear your mask, but it's still uh, recommended. And, and I'm just like, well, how are you going to know if people are vaccinated or not, first of all? Like, that's what I don't fucking understand. <laughs> but anyways, that's my story. I mean, we have one. Can you believe that, man? Like, fucking no mask and stuff like that. You know, but reg- regardless, though, like here in Mexico, it's roughly the same. Yeah. But not not there yet. Not quite there yet. You know, because not a lot of people are vaccinated yet. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I got a phone call. I, I should have muted my phone before this. <clears throat> um, But you know what? So I did. I went to the store. And I'll tell you what, guys. I am complete heathen now. Complete heathen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it, Richie. As, Let me know. What's as up? soon as I went, as soon as we got into Texas, uh, masks were no longer a thing. Everywhere I went, everywhere we were stopped at, everywhere we did anything at, no one was rocking a mask. And today, like I said, I went to the grocery store to go pick up some things. I got, like, some cat food for my cat. <laughs> I got a shower curtain, you know, just, like, some random knickknacks and shit. And uh, we went to this store called H-E-B. Heeb or some, some shit? Heeb? Heeb? I don't fucking know. Something like that. Heebs? Yo. You don't want to know how many people I saw rocking a mask? <laughs> Zero. Four. 
<laughs> Four people rocking a mask. Yo, and the size of this grocery store is like the size of a super Walmart. Or no, the... God yeah. damn. Yeah, and that's what I would compare it to. It's like a a, uh, a smaller super Walmart. Uh, and, it, and it was cool, man. I, I really liked it. They had a great coffee section. They had like a barbecue area. They had all this like different stuff. Fire. Top flight. Um, but yeah, man, it's just... It's different, like Brandon said. People are nicer. My neighbors, if they drive by us, they're <clears throat> waving high. This is like new to me. I'm like, that's why so the weird. fuck are you waving at? Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like that's that's not something I'm used to. In California, you fucking you stay in your lane. You know, like you don't ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know, man. Like it's tripping me out. Because even when we were like looking for parking, someone like like people were waving high at us as we were driving by, and I'm like. you know i don't know it's just the lizard people bro it's it's just so the experience is different for me you know it's just like i lived in oklahoma for a little bit and uh i guess i never paid attention to it but out here it's very like it's very pronounced you know it's something that i took notice of right away our neighbors were like walking and stuff or doing getting the mail or something Everyone that walked by us as we were, like, unloading some stuff off the truck. Hey, how you doing? Where are you from? This and that, blah, blah, blah. And they just want to tell you their life story and how they got here. And, oh, we live over here. Oh, and, you know, like, we have neighbors who do this and that. And this neighbor might want to throw a block party and come through over here and get some cookies. And I'm like... Sounds like a fucking movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm serious, you bro. Fucking roll up to the perfect neighborhood and shit, or what? I, I guess, bro. I mean, I'm like, to me, I'm like off put by this, right? Because I'm like, yeah, I feel uneasy yeah. because Definitely. I've never had this level of kindness where people are like, "Oh, just come down and we'll eat." And we'll, I'm like, "What's the catch?" <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you well, want me where, to come work on your this? <laughs> who, 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 How are you gonna scam me? Like what? What are you trying to get out of me? You know? Yeah, so so it's kind of different, but but I don't know. You know, the people that I've spoken to about this area, mm-hmm. like Texas, they say that yeah. the people are kinder and they're nicer mm-hmm. and they take the time to get to know you. And mm-hmm. so far, that seems to be true. You know, but who knows? This is only day two of my living in Texas, and I I can't speak off of just two days of experience. You know, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I've been what here two weeks, roughly. I want to say, you know, Texas people are a little special. You know, it's a little special thing in my heart for them. You know, I did graduate uh, high school here. I did do some college and also worked here before the military. Um, but now that I'm back and I'm I'm dealing with all these official government buildings mm-hmm. man they just they just know how to pull my strings real quick now i mean i think it's because of my my military background that you know uh, i guess i am i'm expecting to go to one federal office or state office where they're supposed to know their job and get <laughs> yeah and get shit done or at least tell me what i'm supposed to do one time like in the first go but mm-hmm. then i go to this this office and they just tell me, oh, you just need this, this, and this. And then I go to another one. It's, oh, no, you can't mm-hmm. do that. You got to go back to your registration, get your registration before you get your ID. I was like, how does that work? Like, I need my ID before I even, uh, for anything, basically. Yeah. 
But regardless, though, you know, I ended up going to like 10 different fucking locations before they sent me to the actual place. And then that actual place gave me some some more stuff that I needed. So, yeah. But um, that's my first experience with Texans. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so far, they're nice and kind and all that stuff. Mm. I mean, I see a lot of beaners over here, too. (laughs) God damn it. So you feel right at home. Over here. I go, I go, I go, yeah, I go, I go to the mall and then I just hear everybody talking Spanish. I'm just like, am I in Juarez or where, where am I at? But, uh, and then I go to, I even went to the base, you know, when I was in the base, I went to the little shopping place for the base and, um, same thing. I walk in Spanish. Yeah. I was like, wait, what the, I'm in the base. But, um, that's all right though. I, I like that in a way. It was the same thing when I went to California. It's just it's just a culture thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like you said it feels right at home, dude. Like the other day at work, um, I actually got uh, just randomly someone offered me a job while I was working. Badass, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was in uh, realty, so we're gonna see how that goes. I might be, I might get scammed or like like we were God, just talking it. about. You, there's always scamming afoot, so. <laughs> That, so, uh, that's so we're, sad. We're gonna go. We're, we're gonna go meet up on Monday and see if this is something that that might be a real business opportunity, or you know, they're just trying to shake you down for some extra info. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how how did this come come up to be? You were I, just like standing just, your spot, and then yeah. the lady was like, "I like your face." Yeah. So, I don't know something about it, and she was like, "You you know what you're doing. Here, here's a job." <laughs> <laughs> like i wonder what were these qualifications that you met she's like mm, yeah this guy he's loud this guy he looks kind of <laughs> apparently he's a great <laughs> god <laughs> god damn it but you know what dudes I, that's cool i i hope that that works out um that's actually like what i want to get into out here i want to save up my cash and then get into the real t- like the land the land business real estate yeah it's a it's a real good way to make money it's a real um like fast way to turn over money <laughs> it's a good investment you know what i mean like your money's going to whatever you invest is going to gain if you play the game right so i it's something that i really mm-hmm. want to do and my dad i was talking to him yesterday about it he's really interested into it too and he was like Yo, I know you're going to move to Oklahoma, you know, so why don't you save up your money? And then, like, he was telling me about these trailer parks that I guess had just opened up not too far from where he lives. And he pitched me an idea of, like, well, we can buy a trailer and then I'll pay the, I'll, I'll buy the trailer. You just pay for the spot. And then, you know, once you're ready to move out, we'll sell the trailer. We'll figure something out. Now, at first glance, uh, Moving in a trailer is not what I like. That's not ideally my living situation, right? As a trailer. But when you think about it, if you're going to be paying rent at an apartment, wouldn't it be better to just pay for like your your land, the little area for the trailer? Because if you buy the yeah. trailer like right out, which would be which it would cost the same amount as a 10% down investment for a house. Right? <laughs> So a trailer costs like twenty grand, and then the, the plot of land ca- costs whatever to be inside the park. So I mean, if I'm only paying three, four hundred dollars for the land, 
the rest of that money is going into my pocket. And then when I'm getting ready to leave, all I got to do is turn around and sell that trailer. And then that's 20 grand or more if, if the, uh, the property gains value back into my pocket. And like at first, I didn't want to go for it. And I'm still kind of hesitant because I don't know. I associate like maybe this is bad of me, you know, but I associate like living in a trailer as like kind of trashy. But, you know, if if it's an investment opportunity, if it's a way to kind of like get yourself stabilized and start building something, I think I got to like put myself in the right mental state so that that way I'm not like looking down on it. You know what I mean? Like think of it as a stepping stone versus a, a permanent reality. That's just what yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <clears throat> no, yeah, definitely. And and that's something that I'm looking into, too. Not not um completely, but it's just... uh I actually found this out from one of my dad's friends that also lives in El Paso or in the States and then just got his double nationality. And, um... What? I think, I, I think Juan's muted. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I was, I, I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was, I was gonna warn Richie about uh, getting one of those trailer honeys because then, damn it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you're gonna be out there with a little inflatable pool <laughs> and like four or five kids. <laughs> Richie's gonna be out there with a black eye. <laughs> oh, fuck, oh, no. a trailer park boy. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it. It's what you make of it, I guess. You know, you you can think of it in a bad way, but the reality is, if it's my own spot, if it can make money at yeah. the in the end, you know, just suck it up for it's for a little bit. Yeah. Hey, Rich, Richie, you know, you know what you could also do is you could try to buy the plot of land next to the um to the trailer park and have your own trailer park. God you damn could charge it. the rent. Yeah, no, you could charge the rent, bro, and and it would just be money that you'd be making off the land. Yeah. And you could also put your trailer there and don't get tell you shit. That's true. That's very true. I, but I'm sure that there's some legals. All right. So before I get too into this, does anyone want to mm. start like to finish their their thought? Because I, I was talking to my dad about like money making things. And I think that's going to be today's yeah. episode. So does anyone want to finish their thought before I start bringing up entrepreneur? Nah, go, <laughs> no? go ahead, bro. All right. So yesterday I was talking to my dad about this and I've been I've been talking to him about like making money because let's face it, guys, no one wants to work for a corporation if they don't have to. Everyone would rather work from their couch or a coffee shop for like three, four hours, call it a day and go home and go about their business. So we ended up talking about becoming weed man or weed men, should I say. Mm. And he was uh, he was really into this idea. Uh, maybe three, four years ago, he was talking with my uh, with my cousin about mm. becoming a weed man and selling, you know, weed. But what he wants mm. to do, man, this is like a million dollar idea. I probably shouldn't say it, <laughs> but fuck bro, it. then don't say it, bro. Don't say it, bro. Then everyone's gonna be a millionaire. I'm All of not... our our listeners are gonna be millionaires. You know what? If you listen to the podcast, you deserve to be a millionaire. So I'm gonna say it. <laughs> you're <laughs> so, a millionaire in our eyes. God damn it! So he was telling me he's like. What we were doing is we were trying to figure out, like, our supply, and we are trying to figure out, like, what kind of weed we're going to get. And I told him, straight up, I was like, Dad, there's a few things you need to know about weed. One, there's, oh, actually, there's only two things you need to know about weed if you're going to become a weed man with a, a legit storefront. 
something legalized, like the medical recreate, whatever mm. the, the the proper term for it is. It's like one, your shit either has got to be the best the shit out there, or it's got to be the most convenient okay shit. Mm. <laughs> it can't be. It, 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 it's one or the other. It can't. It can be both. And if it's both, then mm. you charge a premium on top of everything. But it can't be yeah. the best shit and the most convenient shit. Or no, no, no. I'm tripping over myself. It can't be like anything less than that. Because if it's mm-hmm. not convenient and the weed is shit, then it's trash. If if your weed's okay and it's not convenient, well, man, fuck that. I'll take the extra then, then five minutes down to, the street. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because every it's it's a hot market right now, and people are doing mm-hmm. it a lot, bro. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you guys want to know how much you're selling a gram for in Oklahoma? You guys understand? You know how much a gram of weed is, guys? It's maybe about an amount of weed that would fit in the size of your palm, the center of the, of your palm. Is about a gram of weed, right? Do we agree on that? Okay. Yeah. No, is that is that right? Is that the right measurement? It sounds it sounds it sounds all right. Roughly. Yeah, yeah. All right. How much would you? How much do you buy a gram of weed for in California? From anywhere, from the weed man or the shop. Fifteen to twenty bucks. Yeah. Brandon. Well, that that's just if, oh, if it's whatever know. stuff. <laughs> if if it's higher quality, of course you're gonna pay a lot more. All right. Because I'm familiar with this, I know that that weed stores have. Top shelf, mid shelf, mm. and then with like they don't they call it bottom, but I call mm. it the snickle fritz, like the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so like a gram of top shelf is probably That's like a good name actually. Sn- I got it you from should name, you should put like little labels on on your shelves like that. Well, I, I got that from Pineapple Express. So as long as there's no like uh, copyright okay. things, then I'm down. But so like top shelf usually sells for between like 40 and 50 dollars depending on how good the shit is and the type of strain right is for it the can gram? We, for a gram can we agree on that yeah god damn yeah for a gram all mm-hmm. right and then for like middle middle of the road stuff like between 20 and 30 bucks anything lower than that no one fucking cares because you're just feeding for wheat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you, you fucking you get whatever so he was telling me all right this was just confirmed to me yesterday that people in Oklahoma are buying grams of weed, ready, for a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars for a gram of weed, guys. I can I don't know how to. I don't know how to sh- like explain this to you where it blows your fucking mind. But you're buying weed, a bag of weed that barely fits in the in the center of your palm, for a hundred dollars. And you know well, what's well, and you know what's the kicker? Flames, you know yeah. what's the kicker, bro? These shops are selling out every other day. Every other day, wow, they have to put up a sign that says "We're closed, out of stock." <laughs> and this is like, it's not even premium weed, right? No, it's not even the shit that's grown in California. It's the whatever shit that comes from fucking <laughs> wherever. I don't know. Texas, bro, but, uh, bro, but 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 <laughs> Mexico. I don't okay, fucking so know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> where are you gonna get your your supply? Uh, yeah, because like you're gonna need to have some connections to to, to get good stuff. Well, especially out there. That's the thing, is that uh, my cousin he ha- he's connected to a grower, so mm. he he was trying to get some shit going, but. There were some issues between the grower and, and the people he was trying to work with and this and that. And apparently, mm. like, one of the big issues is that people like to start selling on the black market. So they like to go yeah. off the books because it's so easy, yeah. you know? 
And once you start doing that, and that's when you start getting the the wrong attention. I mean, selling weed, period, brings the wrong attention. But double dipping and selling weed illegally, that's all bad, you know? So, that's like my plan. That's what I'm thinking is going to be a good investment. Because if we can get good weed, because my idea is, we don't need a whole ass plant. We just need seeds from some fire ass shit. We bring the seeds, because I don't know if that's even considered trafficking. I don't know. This is purely theoretical, okay? Because I don't know. My dad was telling me that if you bring plants over in a, like if you bring plants over the state line, that's trafficking. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Automatically, that you're fucked up. You're gonna get fucked up. So, like I said, he he's been looking into this. He's been researching it, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Yo, like I would love to do this." And I told him, I was like, "Dude, I could sell weed all day." And what he wants to do, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like selling weed so easy. Yeah. Hey, what do you want? And have it in like pre-measured vials and stuff. Like you don't even got to fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like, yo, either you take it or leave it. Especially when you're selling weed for like a hundred bucks a gram. Are you fucking kidding me right now, bro? Mm. Like these people are fiending for some good shit. So yeah. again, so is, it, <laughs> so is it legal over there? I know you said they have um, uh, vendors. But... It's, it's legal on the state side. It's not recognized okay. at the federal level. Mm-hmm. So if the okay, so, not yet. So if the well, that's up to Congress to decide. Because the states have yeah, been yeah. like, "Yo, we're gonna tax the shit out of that weed. We're gonna make money, mad money off of weed." <laughs> and every state that's done it is making mad yeah. money off of weed. Colorado is probably one of the best, like, uh, places. Well, like the best examples because they sling mm-hmm. weed like it's going out of stock, bro. Like they're just moving weed, bro. Like moving weed bro and bro the amount of money that if you if you go on right now and you go to google and you type it in the amount of money they've made from taxing weed alone bro it could pay for like the homeless pandemic in california it could pay for a lot of stuff dude like i'm not exaggerating to you when i tell you that like weed is a fire-ass market to get into so so we've been thinking about that or he was telling me about that and i'm kind of excited about it that's something i'd like to do because like i said from there once you get a good like the weed will sell itself but then if you make an experience on top of that then that'll make people want to come back to you right because the weed will sell whether if it's good or bad it's gonna sell right and if it's good people will come back but if it's good with a good customer service and your storefront is like fire meaning like it has like so my dad what he was doing he's like well i want to market to like young adult hipsters you know what i mean so then yeah. that way they feel comfortable, the atmosphere is cool, it makes them feel fancy, you know what I mean? And that'll make the people come back because they like the atmosphere, because they love the weed, they'll want to go <coughs> to these specific stands. So I'm like, that's not a bad idea, you know what I mean? It's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. The issue is just finding, like, the weed itself and getting the weed grown. Give me one second. Yep. That networking yeah. stuff. Because that's that's like the biggest cornerstone of all this, because where are you gonna where are you gonna move so and so? Where are you gonna where are you gonna be at? You know, yeah. And also yeah. your own branding, especially if you, if you're gonna put a lot of time and energy into the spot. Like I mean, said. at the end of the day, that's that's easy to do in a way. Yeah, it's it's time consuming and stuff like that. But as long as you have the base of the idea, you already know you're gonna make money off of it. Then what's stopping you from actually starting the thing? I'm not saying that I'm not saying that position for you, Richie, but I mean just in general for a lot of people. Um 
It's just that, for instance, for me, uh, my video stuff, like, why, why aren't I doing all this stuff or whatever? I don't know. For me personally, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. You know, I'm not really looking into making a, uh, a big prediction or anything like that at the moment. So, but I mean, at the same time, that's actually very, very interesting. I, I didn't know a lot of, a lot of stuff. I, I, first of all, I don't know a lot about weed. Um, me neither. <laughs> the last time, the, the last time I, I actually did it was like when you guys knew about it, when and it was Vegas was the last time, but like even before then, um, it was before I even joined the military. So it's just, even then I was pr- fairly new. Yeah. Um, but uh, I actually want to know if there's any vendors over here in Texas. I don't know how they're doing things over here. So me neither. I'm gonna have to wait until oh, I get you know my what? job. There are, do, there are. Do my piss test and then go from there. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll get onto this topic a little bit later. I wish I had my pen and paper to write it down, but um, there there are dispensaries here in Texas. I seen them on the way in because we drove through Houston and I saw a few in Houston. I don't know. I'm sure mm-hmm. if they're in Houston, they're in other cities. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a bad idea. And look, I don't even give a shit about weed. Like weed's cool, and I still smoke it from time to time. It's not something that's like possesses my life or something that I feel that I need to do. But the reality is, is that weed's a big market. It's a lucrative market, and people are making mad money off of it. <clears throat> and I've smoked some shitty ass weed from like dispensaries, bro, and they sold it for a lot of money. So my thing is, like, if you can do something that's not relatively hard and make some decent income to live comfortably, like, why not? Why not take advantage of that? It's just putting yourself into that mindset to succeed and to grow and to do something. It's I would say that's probably the hardest part because you got to be a little bit patient and you got to be disciplined and you got to be willing to, like, put in the extra work. You know what I mean? And honestly, yeah, yeah. Like, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. It, like in entrepreneurship. You you think you're gonna be working uh, a lot less, but in reality, you're gonna be working a lot more. Yeah, because yeah. all this stuff is is now it's gonna fall on your back, and you don't have like like uh, no higher ups or no one else to go to except your own your own tenacity, your own your own fire to go after things. <clears throat> Definitely, and and what I think's um what I think's cool about this dynamic is I is that my dad went to school for business. And he's really good with numbers, and he's like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> he's like, I'll crunch yeah. the numbers. I'll be the CFO. And where my strengths lie is in, I would say, marketing. Marketing and branding. I, I would mm. like to say that I have an eye for <laughs> making things look nice and have, make, creating a brand. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. Maybe the Dude Be a Show doesn't look as nice. But that's yeah, because I, we, I, was, I was about to bring that up right now, but, Richie. But that's because we I'm not going to let you get away with that no, one. No, 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 no. Uh, but I'm going to tell you why. It's because we haven't put yeah. any money into it. And by that, I mean we haven't done anything for our branding outside of um, our logo. And even our logo was made off of Instagram's, like, fucking little picture thing. Shout out to... The yeah. Pixar? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, but for my for my stream... Uh, when I was doing that, like I was actively like I'm sure I told you guys, but I was I had an editor lined up and I used her for a few episodes of my YouTube stuff that never made it up. Uh, I had my logo redesigned like three times. Um, I was doing a lot. And, and while it is kind of like stressful, it was something that I like doing. It was fun. You know what I mean? And when you can kind of like tailor. Tailor an experience in such a way, 
to like make you perceive something in a specific light. I think that's cool, man. I really like it. And when I think about like what I would do for the weed storefront, like I would go like very modern. And if I could get like coffee in there, I would like get a little like cafe kind of deal going on. You know what I mean? But that's just me because that's just what I think, you know, like, fuck, you you get them in there for the weed. They stick around for the coffee. You know what I mean? Like you're doubling up on sales right there. So that's just me thinking, you know what I mean? I I, I get it. Yes, yes. Because those people got deep pockets and we got to hit them. Yeah, bro. When you're buying a gram of weed for a hundred dollars, bro, we want all the fucking. Money. We're taking you yeah, to the bank. Exactly. <laughs> we're taking exactly. you to the bank. But this, <laughs> but this puts me onto my next talk. Like my next, yeah. the next thing that I was talking to with my dad about is so Tulsa, Oklahoma is coming up right now. What's happening in that area is they're trying to make it into like the next Silicon Valley. They're trying. Okay, not that it's going to happen, but they're trying. They're trying yeah. to attract um, a lot of startups. They're trying to attract a lot of younger people. They're trying to make it like the place to be. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when I like see, because I have family and friends that live out there, and when I see their Instagram posts when they go out to downtown Tulsa and they're doing stuff, mm-hmm. it looks legit. It looks like LA. Yeah. Like it looks like they got some shit going on over there. But they just don't have the amount of people and the extreme diversity of LA. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. trying to make that area come up. And right now, bro, like, it's it's the perfect time to get in. Like, I'm not trying to tell you guys, move to Oklahoma today, like, do it. But the reality is, is like, yo, that state has a lot of land for cheap. That state yeah. is... So, do, are you guys familiar with what's going on with Victorville, Hesperia area? Yeah. They're, okay. they're, they're, Kinda, they're, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're switching a bunch of, like, like a lot of the dirt roads that they have over there, they're actually paving them, and they're gonna open up a pretty big mall over there. Yeah. So Victorville Hesperia is looking to become the next Ontario. It's looking to become huh. the next Ontario. No, I'm serious. They're trying. It's, no, it's gonna, it's gonna take a while because it's of course all it desert. Will. Of course it will. But but what they're doing is that they're trying to renovate the area to attract a lot of first time buyers to attract people up the hill. Because right now, bro, you guys could buy a house up there for cheap yeah real yeah. cheap in hysteria and it's not going to last for too much longer i would say maybe maybe within the next three years you'll see those house prices at the same prices as the ones down there by like ontario upland no maybe not upland that's expensive but like ontario fontana uh, pomona like in those areas you'll see those yeah. house prices start to reflect the same thing that area is coming up i mean it's really like ghetto and nasty up there sorry guys if you live up there and you listen like my bad <laughs> I'm not a big fan of his period of Victorville, but <laughs> give it a few more years and you guys will have a nice town. I'm telling you, bro, like, uh, when, when I started thinking about things this way, I get excited because I know it's like a, it's a time investment, right? Because it's mm-hmm. going to take a while for the fruits of this to pay off. Yeah. But if you get in at the ground floor, if you start when it, and if you get in when it's starting, there's a lot of opportunity for you to expand and grow and become and to grow with that area. So I think it's I think it's like really smart. You know what I mean? So I get really excited for the future. Like all I want to do right now that I'm here is like I want to get my money up, save up mm-hmm. all that money, get the fuck out of Texas, go to Oklahoma and become a weed man. <laughs> <laughs> like figure it out, figure it out and become a weed man. Because like 
I feel like it's just taking, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, not that I'm wasting time, but that it's, mm-hmm. like, it's time that I could be using now for that, you know? And when I talk to my dad about it, and he's really passionate about it, and he's like, yeah, we were, we were honestly, like, a few negotiations away from having this thing set in stone. All we were going to need is a storefront. I was like, oh, don't even get me started, bro. Like, I was ready. I'm telling you, like, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this. So I, I just, I'm ex- like, I, I don't know how to explain, how else to say it besides I'm excited. And that it's, you know, like, when you think about what you want to be doing, you got to yeah. think about, like, well, how do you want to live your life? You know, this isn't, this isn't mm-hmm. a venture that everyone is going to want to do. But for me, it sounds cool. You know, like, why not? Look it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we like, you the best, uh, right now, r- right now, when you were talking about it, um, I did a quick search in for here in El Paso, and there was like top ten, uh, what's it called dispenser is here in El Paso. And I was like, oh, okay, how convenient. And there's on, out of the ten, there's only two that are like five stars. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be checking those out. <laughs> you, you see what I mean? Um, but you know what? The reality is, is that it's just um, it's it's investing your money. And that's what I've, that's what I've, that's what I'm trying to get you guys to take away is just invest your money into something that's going to be worth it. Brandon said real, uh, like being a realtor. And that's something that I've been looking to as well, because that's a hot market right now. Being a, being a land yeah. mogul. Oof, that's a good market. So, I mean, I don't and know. To be honest, it's a good, it's a good, um, side hustle too. It's yeah, a good bro. side hustle. So like you could have your main, your main thing going on and then you could have the real estate as a side hustle. Mm. There yeah. you go. And that's what that girl so, called you about, right? Juan? That's what, what that, that girl that's what that uh that girl was calling you about earlier? Was yeah, about that. yeah, yeah. And apparently that they'll help me get the license as well. So like did she explain anything or, or are you guys gonna get together so she could uh, tell you what's a, up? A little coffee like a meeting. date? Yeah. Hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> what if she tries to get in your pants, bro? What if she wants? I'll the, allow it. What if she wants the martinis? We goddamn it. The martinis. There was no job. There was no job. <laughs> I just wanted to date with you, you golden goddess. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. So for reference, the reason I keep calling Juan a golden god is apparently he looked so fire at work the other day, like all the women were swooning over him, and one of his coworkers was like. Juan, you're so buff and handsome, and you look so like amazing, almost like a golden god. I didn't, I didn't bro, bro, you're actually gonna throw an extra sauce on there, but I enjoy it. Go ahead, bro. Bros, Juan was telling me she laid it on thicker than a than a steak, bro. Just, that, just so yeah. So that's so Juan's our golden god now. All the ladies are falling for him god. right now, bro. God. Bro, that might help you sell more houses, man. Instead of cougars, or I know. Like lonely I know. Just saying, I don't know, man. You're gonna have to be uh, dressed up in a suit and tie, Juan. Oh yeah, I know. Like I, I have, I, I like. Do not use oh. your high school, the one they use for high school. Juan. No, no, no. no. I, 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 okay. I have, I have like five or six different suits already. I, I bought oh, okay. like like seven hundred bucks worth. Uh, when like. Uh, the school was doing like this, this like half off on gear stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I made like different like combinations that I have now. Oh, badass! So I can look all professional and beat man. 
God damn it. That's cool, bro. <laughs> I hope it works. I hope I hope everything pans out because that would be a cool side hustle. Even if it brings yeah. in like 300 bucks extra a week, that would be tight. You know what I mean? And plus the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that license is worth something, man. Especially right now, bro. It's a seller's market. Everyone's trying to sling their house. And if you mm-hmm. got the money, like, oh, all right, guys. So now, now we're going to get into housing. So check it out. When my parents put their house for sale in California, it took a total of three days for the house to sell. And when they Damn. sold, the buyers bought the house for $80,000 at over asking. <laughs> so normally when, you, normally when you go to buy a house, what you do is you go look at the house, you like it, you say you, you go put in a bid through your realtor. Right, so let's say for for argument's sake, let's say that someone's buying a house for uh, $500,000. Cool, $500,000? My, my bank has authorized me to make offers on a house that much because they'll pay for it. So what happens is, if you put the bare minimum, then it's up to the owners of the house to be like who they like the most. But everyone knows mm-hmm. that in this economy, money talks. <laughs> so in California, the way it works... Some people don't even look at the fucking house. They just look at the floor plan and they say, 500000 Well, I'll do fifty grand over that 500000 just to ensure that I get the house. And because the next guy or girl is going to want to at least be in the race, they'll either match or they're outbid the, that person. So it gets... I mean, it's not always like fifty grand because that's, uh, that's a little high. Okay, so I set the, 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 the example bar a little high. But it mm. might be like... 510 or 515 and the next guy comes up and puts like another five grand or the next girl comes up you know what i mean so they just they bid it like on ebay and so like i said my parents house sold in three days with 80 grand over asking so like it's it's hot right now and it's not just in fontana it's everywhere in california it's hot and if you're and if you're a realtor in a state where californians are moving to it's even hotter because they're trying they're buying shit like it's in california so in texas for instance when you go to buy a house out here they do the traditional oh it's five hundred thousand dollars okay actually you know what I'll, I'll i'll reflect real texas house prices so there's a house for sale down the street two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's cheap when it comes to housing cheap it's a four bedroom no yeah. it's a five bedroom three bath cheap <laughs> it's cheap uh 250k and what people would normally do okay i'll put in a bid maybe i'll go like five grand maybe i go like 10 grand but it would never exceed more than twenty thousand dollars over asking what californians are doing is they're coming over to these states and they're like all right well this house is only 250 that's cool because i have like four hundred thousand dollars yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's cool i have this much money because i just moved out of california so I'm going to bid $300,000 so that everyone out here has like no chance at that. And it, the house is mine. And, and even though I paid $50,000 over asking, in the grand scheme of things, that's chump change. Because I sold my, I sold, for argument's sake, let's say that they sold their house for $500,000 in California, brought that money to Texas and bought a house for $300,000. Well, that puts them still plus $200,000. Mm-hmm. And that's sitting in your bank to do whatever the fuck you want with. 
So, <laughs> so it's fire. You know what I mean? Like the housing market's fire. And if and if you're selling to Californians, you're making more money because you're taking a uh, you're taking a percentage off of the of the taxes and the house and everything. So it's like it's it's a good market to get into. I've been I've been looking into it a lot, and I'm like, dude, this is easy because people already know what they want. They already know what they want. All you do is you take them to the house. They walk around. Yeah, this is cool. No, this isn't cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll put in an offer. And if the offer hits, bro, that's money in your bank for doing honestly like little work, little work, bro. Yeah. What do you guys think, though? You guys are kind of quiet. That's not bad at all. I mean, it's it's a good thing. Like I said, it's a good side hustle, especially Mm -hmm. if you if you're looking into. Uh, making your weed, becoming a weed man, you could use that uh that percentage you get from selling a house. You could put it into your company, yeah. right? Or to start your company. Um, it's not bad. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that here in, in Mexico, where in Juarez. Um, there's companies where you invest into, and they do all the work, and you just get a a, a percentage back. You know, depending on the contract that you that you applied for. Um, but obviously not, not a lot of people are going to have the amount of money to be able to get into those contracts. So it's not a common thing that people do, but it is something that, that it's done. Um, I think for the first contract it's roughly like 20 to $25,000 to get in. And then after they get a house or property, fix it up and sell it, you get a 20% or 25% of um of the cut the, of the profits basically and the other two contracts are 50 percent and 90 percent you know and i think it's every five months they they give you your percentage back also um, so you're just going to be an investor then huh you don't even you don't basically your hands are clean the whole time oh okay easy money basically and, and uh, so. another thing like with with all that money and say if you were to start a business and regardless of it if if it does well, or so, let's say that the worst possible thing happens, and the business is lost, or 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 it just doesn't work out, you could still recoup that money on your taxes because you'd be saying like you were trying to start a business and you put so and so much. Of course, keep all your receipts for everything that you have, so just in case they try to call you out on your bull. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. But you, you could get that money back. Well, I, f- I just found yeah. out yesterday. That the state of Texas doesn't have a federal, uh, it doesn't have a a state tax. So on your tax mm. returns here, you don't you don't file it at the state level. It's all at the federal level. But what they do is that they tax mm. you more on like housing and on cars <laughs> and on like yeah. your your bigger expenses. They'll tax you harder on that. But you don't pay anything, like I said, at the state level. So you're not they're not eating so much of your paycheck, and they're not eating so much of your other shit which i don't know how i feel about that you know but i'll let you guys yeah. know when it's like come tax season you know what i mean <laughs> but i don't know it's exciting you know uh, to, for me like i feel like there's just a, a whole world of possibility out here you know mm-hmm. like i just can't believe how fucking cheap it is like, it's stupid cheap you come out here with a california mentality dude it's stupid cheap i went to the mm-hmm. store and bought things so I bought um I bought a shower curtain, I bought the little rings for the shower curtain, I bought a bag of cat food, and I bought a brand new insulated mug that you guys have been watching me drink my coffee out of all episode. 
and I spent thirty bucks. California, that would have been fifty. <laughs> In California, that would have been a fifty dollars expense easy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, easy. So I'm just like, dang! I just I can't believe it. Like it's fucking cheap. But on the flip side, the minimum wage is also extremely cheap. It's ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Really? True. Yeah. 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 Actually, here when um when I got the email saying that they wanted to interview me. Uh, they were gonna, they're gonna start paying me, you know, I guess starting it's $13 mm-hmm. and it's a part-time job, but I mean, I'm okay with the part-time job yeah, <laughs> at yeah. this point. Um, but it's still though, like obviously comparing it to Washington, California, that's, that's pretty low mm-hmm. for, I mean, but, um, but still, you know, over time they'll give you raises and all that stuff. So it, it's, it's whatever. It's it's weird, bro. Like, uh, this is one of those things. I know we talked about this a few episodes ago, but this is one of those things that I wish they would have made a class of in high school about. <laughs> like, this. bro, you, you don't don't even get me started on this again, bro. I, no, I, but it, it, it's important. You know what I mean? Like, these are things that yeah. you need to learn, and it sucks that you have to learn it the hard way by yourself, or go to college and then become a business major and learn it that way. I mean, fuck, man, just let us learn this at a at a young age. Get us in a better position to succeed outside of high school so we're not flandering around, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But like I said, it just, I feel like there's just so much opportunity, you know? When you get out of California, fuck, dude, I don't want to sound like one of those guys. Man, California's holding you back. Come out here and do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't, I, that, that's not, that's not like my intention. I don't, I'm not trying to sound like that. I'm just, I just want people who are listening to understand that, like, the reality is, is that, Bro, California is fucking you in the butt, and out here it's easy money, bro. Like, I can, I can, I see why people move out here. I see why people live out here. I see why people are like, nah, keep California, keep it. I'll go, I'll go vacation out there. I'll, I'll spend my week out there, and then I'm done with it, and you can have it back. Because, dude, this is like, it's unbelievable, unbelievable the way. And you know. Like, you know, like for when I, the times that I go visit California, it's the same thing. That's how I feel. Like I miss it. You know, me being from Cali and all that stuff, I miss it a lot. And, you know, I enjoy going to, you know, visit you guys and then going to the beach and all that stuff. It's awesome. But the moment I'm there for like a little bit past the week, I'm just like, oh man, just get me the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> God damn it. But. But yeah, no, like, that's how it is. And why do you think that is, Brandon? Like, why do you just, like, I want to get out? Like, what is it that... Well, it's because it's so fucking packed, dude. It always feels packed. It always feels... Um, what's it called? It always... Hold on. I can attest to that. And something that's been, like, worrying me is just, like, noticing, like, the area. Because, like, when I grew... When I was growing up, there was, like, nothing around. There was like just patches of dirt like behind my house and shit. Yeah, I and, remember that, bro. And 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 just over a few years now, there's like a whole like a whole another neighborhood back there now. Yeah, it, bro. It just used to be dunes of dirt. Yeah. And and yeah, slowly definitely. like it's getting way more crowded. If if you ever see like if I try to leave my house like at seven or eight when like the kids are going to school, you're not getting out of here. Hell no. No way. Hell no. I've worked right there before. Fuck. No, you ain't yeah, doing shit. Yeah, you ain't going nowhere. 
But it's so weird. Yeah, but also... Go for it, it Brandon. It's also very expensive. Sorry, guys. No, go but for it's, it. It's very expensive, man. Like, even, even me coming back in, like, it pains me to just, like... Like, when I was passing by through, like, with my truck, I was spending almost $100 to fill that bitch up. You know? And then just, like, it took... I filled it up three times in California because California is so fucking long. Mm. <laughs> but, um... But you know, California has its unique, unique um, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and 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 also since I went through Northern California, now I understand why Southern Californians hate Northern Californians, God or not it. hate. I, uh, hate is such <laughs> a strong word. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say dislike. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna say everybody, but um, yeah. No, uh, I feel like there's a bunch of snobs up there. Really? But I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like the day that I spent up there. Mm. And maybe I should have spent a little bit more time, you know, yeah. not offending no Northern Californians and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. From, from the whole time that I've lived in California, I've always known that there was a rivalry between Southern and Northern California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. Honestly. Yeah, you know I what? don't even know where that comes from. Yeah, because it's still California. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. it's better <laughs> down here. No, it's better up here. It's still California, so it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, but you know what? Here's here's what I want to say. Yo, all right, ready? How much is gas? When was the, Juan? When was the last time you you gassed up? Probably like two weeks ago. Oh shit. Okay, so you're due. Yeah, Brandon. When was the last yeah. time you gassed up? Uh, I gassed up. Couple of days ago, like two days ago, in California. No, no, in California, yeah. it was um, like almost a month ago. Oh, almost fuck. like three, <laughs> three to four weeks. <laughs> All right. Well, I couldn't even tell you the last time I put gas in California because I think it was, I'm I'm just about due as well. I put in gas maybe like two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't even remember how much I spent, but I but I'm a Juan. Do you know the the gas prices in California right now off the top of your hand? Like roughly, mm. it doesn't have to be. Uh, I think it was like at three eighty or three ninety. Yeah, sounds about right. So like almost four bucks. Mm-hmm. All right. So I hate to be the guy that brings up gas prices, but yo, when we went to go get the stuff from that grocery store, I drove by a Chevron. No, was it Chevron? It was either Chevron or Shell. And you know those are supposed to be like higher quality gas, right? Like the place to to go get gas. Yo, they're premium. Premium, the highest one that they sold mm. was two fifty nine. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's dummy low. It's dummy low, bro. Like, even if you have a ten gallon tank, you're spending thirty dollars to fill it. I I haven't done that since I had my first Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, okay, when I traded my car in, man, when I traded my car in, um, they gave it they gave it to me with half a tank, which is fine. And um, I ju- when I went to go fill it up, you know, I had that truck mentality still, you know. Oh, so you were like, oh, I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna throw like eighty bucks into this. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, whatever, just put it in, and I put the little, you know, little uh, safety thing or whatever. Yeah. And then I, I, I looked into my car, and next thing I know, it just pops, and the pop. And I was like, what? Already? And I look, it's at twenty dollars. 
I was like, no fucking way, dude. God damn so it. then um, I I pressed it again, and then within like seconds, I, like, I barely pressed it and clack, it, it clicked again. I was like, no.